I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. On this episode... We sat down with someone who has had to endure some of the scariest and most harrowing things I have ever heard. Throughout his entire life, he's seen things most of us could only imagine, both in the spirit realm and real life. I want to tell my story not just to the vent and help me, um, but I also want to tell the story so people understand that a spirit can come home with you. That's Chris. His story begins a few years ago when he was working as a fireman. It's a job he's wanted since he was young. Helping people had always been Chris's calling, but he never guessed that by helping people, he would permanently alter his life forever. Working as a fireman has always been my dream. The thrill of jumping in the fire truck and rescuing somebody, it was always a pull to be a fireman for me. I've seen a lot of things on the job, but nothing's terrified me as much as this. I'm Chris, and a ghost ruined my life. As a firefighter, witnessing horrific sights was a normal part of the job, but all of them pale in comparison to his encounter with a paranormal. It was a nightmare that would soon consume his life. It all started eight years ago on what was, by all accounts, a normal work day. It's business as usual, waking up and preparing for the day with his partner, Ava. Chris, it's almost nine. I know, I know. 
Me and Ava went to school together, and we kind of grew a bond that way. We didn't start seeing each other till years after school. We kind of ran at each other on social media. And then from there, we started talking. And then we eventually, you know, we went out, had conversations, kind of uh, catching up high school friends. We like the same music. We like the same things. That's kind of what sparked it. We just started hanging out more and more. And that's how we developed a relationship. Hey, have you seen my belt? <laughs> what are you, 12? So Ava, she's got a good personality. She's funny. It's hanging on the door in our bedroom. Oh, thanks. See you tonight. <laughs> I'm cooking. Every morning I like to get up before shift, stop at the store, grab a couple of energy drinks to help me get through the day. While leaving the corner store, Chris runs into a young man who takes a keen interest in his firefighter shirt. The young man introduces himself as Robert and seizes the opportunity to ask Chris about his career. Oh, hey, sorry. No worries, man. Hey, you're a fireman. Yeah, I always wanted to be a fireman. Oh, yeah? I took the test and I failed. But, uh, they said they'd get back to me. I had to really train for it. It was hard. Listen, come down to the station sometime. I'll show you around. Really? You mean that? Of course. I'm Robert. Chris. I figured it was just kind of like, he just wanted to have a talk about the fire department. So I was trying to think of what I could have done to help him. I would have never assumed that meeting this gentleman would uh, have any effect on my life at all. Thinking nothing of the encounter, Chris continues on with his day. He arrives at the fire station with his energy drinks and settles into a long shift. Like every shift that came before it, Chris and the other firefighters pass the time with a game of cards and wait. Downtime, you're around five other members, just kind of chit-chatting, seeing how everybody's days went, how everything's going. I wonder what I'm going to do with these two aces. <laughs> Typical day, you know, you get there, you clock in, truck checks, that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm a bad actor. I fool. <laughs> Again. I'm folding too. <laughs> That's not funny. You hustled me. You're right. It's not funny. It's not funny. It is hilarious. <laughs> okay, listen up, everybody. We got a 71 E1 on Cedarbrook Road northbound. E1? Car crash? We got it, rookie. So the tone went off for a car accident, and then we got a different dispatch that actually called in again through another tone and said it was a confirmed code K, which is a death, a fatality accident. At least it's close. And if they don't make it, you know the rule? Rule? A big rule when we're dealing with fatalities is to not make eye contact with the deceased. It can uh, cause a lot of nightmares, night terrors for us, that kind of thing. My job would be to extricate a patient out of a vehicle, which most people call it the jaws of life. But our job is to, you know, pop the doors or cut the roof off to get the patient out safely. Chris and the other firefighters arrive on the scene and are met with a truly harrowing sight. One of the victims is being tended to and looks like she'll pull through, but a small group of first responders begins crowding around the other car. I don't know what happened. It came out of nowhere. You just focus on me, okay? Is he all right? Is it gonna be okay? 
As Chris approaches the car carrying the fatality, he's struck by an eerie sense of deja vu. He knows he's seen this car before, but he can't quite place where. It's a sense of doom that hasn't really been felt in all the calls he's worked before. And then it hits him. His heart sinks to his feet. As I'm walking up to the vehicle, I have my chief next to me and I say, hey, I, this is a vehicle I saw this morning. I believe this is the guy I uh, had a conversation with this morning. And then my chief's like, are you gonna be able to handle this? You think you can do the job that you're supposed to do? And I said, yes, I, I can do it. We just called it. It looks like he died on impact. When I recognized this is the guy I had a conversation with this morning. I'm Robert. I was run with emotions. My heart was racing really bad. I've never dealt with a fatality or an accident of somebody I knew. Despite knowing for certain Robert is dead, Chris keeps feeling that he might still be there, that there's something he can do. It's almost as if Robert is looking up at him and asking for help, and then demanding it. Help me! Please help me! Please. Promise me you'll help me. I will. I promise. I promise. I was very shooken up. I thought he did survive, but I had to come back to the realization that he was really dead. Chris attempts to recover from that scary vision. He doesn't want anyone to know how shaken up he is. But when he looks back at the rest of the team, he sees Robert again, standing in the open field behind the fire chief. Even more horrifying, no one else seems to notice. What is it? Over there. Where? My chief just like, I think this is just getting worked up from the incident. You're just seeing things. When we pulled away from the scene, I was very emotional. I was crying a little bit in the back of the truck because, again, it was somebody I just had a conversation with. I would say I was an emotional wreck. But little does Chris know, it's just the beginning and things are about to get much worse. I wasn't prepared for what happened next. For the rest of his shift, Chris is haunted by images of Robert. No matter where he looks, he sees him out of the corner of his eye. But he tries to ignore it as best he can. See you tomorrow? Night. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Lights were flickering. I saw what looked like a dark outline of somebody. I kept thinking, am I seeing things? Understandably, Chris is desperate to rationalize these images. He tells himself it's just due to the traumatic scene he witnessed, a consequence of his job. But little does Chris know his life is about to be turned upside down. When I got home, I was still really sad and depressed, and I was looking forward to putting it all behind me, kind of moving on with my day. Tough day. Talk about it? I think I'm just gonna go to bed. Good night. I was really on edge. I didn't know where to turn. But as hard as Chris tries to push the image of Robert out of his mind, he can't. He sees him everywhere. 
I would have these dreams, these night terrors, where I'd keep reliving the incident, and I would, you know, keep seeing the gentleman standing on the side of the road, almost like he's trying to communicate with me. Please help me. I'd wake up in cold sweats. I'd wake up to the tapping on the wall after having the dreams. But it was almost like, you know, I was reliving it constantly. It started feeling like a roller coaster that I couldn't get off. Even when Chris looks out his backyard window, he sees Robert standing there. It's almost like Robert is trying to say something, but he can't. So he just stares at Chris. Chris is absolutely horrified. I was freaked out. When I started hearing noises in my house, I never assumed that it was going to get that bad. Nevertheless, Chris attempts to overcome these haunting images. He tries to ignore the menacing figure's presence, if not for his own well-being, then for his girlfriend, Ava. She's on the cusp of making a living off her side passion of sewing, and Chris is determined not to let the haunting affect that, or their relationship. Ava? You spying? Yeah. Come on, let me show you how it's coming along. Here it is. It really wanted me to know that something was there and it needed attention. There has to be a reason why these things are happening. I was going through my house trying to figure out what was going on. Ava can sense that something's wrong, but she has no idea what. Chris, are you even listening? Of course. Uh, I thought I saw something. Something? She did witness some things unexplained but she would shake it off and say it was just natural causes of like, you know, the house settling or the shadow in the house would be a car that drove by, that kind of thing. She would never openly admit being like, hey, that is a spirit because she was so skeptic about it. Chris doesn't want to worry Ava. He pushes it out of his mind and tries to lean into Ava's skepticism, but it's no use. Chris knows something is wrong and he knows an angry spirit has attached to him the haunting begins to affect his relationship. But Ava doesn't believe in any of it. She doesn't believe that it's possible for a ghost to communicate or anything like that. But she also grew up religious as well, so it was kind of taboo. That relationship was quite affected by the incident. Things were going on, and she's like, no, that's not possible. It's fake, it's, it's all just TV stuff, that kind of thing. I felt like I was alone. You know, I'd get frustrated with it and it would build up a lot of tension and stuff. I didn't expect how hard it was to cope with stuff like that. Hey. Hey. I'm having a work call. Think you can keep an eye on the roast? Okay. Smells good. Sensing his isolation, the spirit begins to prey on Chris whenever he's alone. That's what angry spirits want. They want us when we're at our most vulnerable. So it was almost like, as time progressed, it really wanted me to know that something was there and it needed attention and I needed to focus on whatever was going on. When I saw Robert in my house, I knew it couldn't have been him. It was impossible. It must have been a spirit or something. It freaked me out he begins seeing Robert on a daily basis. It's like there's something he's trying to tell Chris, but he's unable to say it. 
It's affecting every aspect of his life, and Chris begins to worry the ghost may have pushed his relationship with Ava to a breaking point beyond repair. A lot of things would happen in our home that was unexplained, and she would blame it on me. We would fight and bicker, being like, no, 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 this is real, and this is why it's real, and then she'd basically be like, no, that's not possible. It made me sad. It kind of made me angry sometimes, you know, because I wanted her to be on the same, I guess, uh, platform as I was. I wanted her to understand, you know, what was going on, and this is what was actually going on. So it was almost like I had to try to prove to her it was real constantly, and no matter what you showed her, it just, it doesn't exist. Chris feels lonely, and he wants Ava to see it, but he must be careful what he wishes for, because he's about to learn what he's truly up against and it will change his life forever. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Malevolent spirit seems to have fully attached to Chris in his home, but only he can sense it. And things are starting to escalate. You don't know why it's happening, where it's coming from. And it started getting worse. I was taking a shower, very steamy in the bathroom. I saw um, a little hand mark on the mirror itself. I've never seen anything like that before and, you know, got my heart racing. When I saw the bathroom mirror, it really freaked me out and it just started getting more aggressive. 
Despite all the terror he's enduring from his paranormal experience, Chris still does his best to maintain a sense of normalcy. He confides in his accountant, Lucy. I saw Lucy in the accountant's office because we would bring uh, paperwork in. She had a funny personality. She was very social. She liked to talk to people. I reviewed your return. Uh, I'm missing some documents, so I've, I've highlighted the ones that I need. Chris, you okay? Yeah. Didn't get much sleep last night. Mm. My, uh, my brother used to have trouble sleeping. He, um, he would chew valerian root. It uh, stinks something awful, but he swore by it. Maybe he could give that a try. Yeah, I might. Can you ask him where he gets it? He passed away recently. Sorry. We've got a lot to review here. Uh, so as I'd mentioned on the phone, I do have some deductions coming your way, which is great. I'm gonna have to carry over your own dollar. Are you sure you're okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm just gonna quickly go through these while I have you here. Um, while he's in Lucy's office, that eerie, familiar feeling crawls over him again. I felt another presence there with us. Then, all at once, he feels a real physical jolt as something cold and sharp wraps around his shoulder. Chris? Sorry. I, I'm not feeling so good. Okay. It's okay. I should, um, I should go. Sure, we can, we can do this some other time. But before he goes, he's shown another sign that the spirit wants his attention. A stack of papers flies off Lucy's desk. They were sitting next to her desk and they just, it was like somebody just took them and batted them on the floor. There was no way the papers would have fell on the floor by themselves. Things just kept getting worse and worse. It's stalking him, but Chris doesn't know why and it's beginning to impact the people around him. The squeezing, feeling, the finger impressions, it's scary. Especially his beloved girlfriend, Ava. Chris's behavior is becoming increasingly erratic. At times, it's almost like the spirit takes over and encourages him to do strange things, like grab her sewing scissors. What are you doing with that? Chris. With you. I just saw. Can you give me that back, please? The terror continues to escalate on a daily and nightly basis, and there isn't any doubt who's to blame. I kept having flashbacks where I felt like I kept seeing stuff. Broken glass, the mirror, the tattoo. I didn't know why this was happening. I've been on the scene of other fatalities, but nothing like this has ever happened to me. Overcome with fear, Chris decides to finally confide in Ava. He tells her everything about that night when he took the call for the fatal car crash and about meeting Robert earlier in the day before he passed. I realized that the haunting was more serious than I could handle alone. 
So I had to sit down with Ava and asked her if she was witnessing a lot of the things that I was witnessing. She said that she's heard tapping, but, you know, I kind of was like, well, I believe that there's a spirit or some type of entity in the home. A ghost? You saw a ghost? Yeah, I did. Your mind is playing tricks on you. I know what I saw. She was very skeptical. She doesn't believe in the paranormal. So everything that I was saying just was taboo. You see a lot of terrible things at your job. That's got to do something to you. I think you could use someone to talk to. This isn't stress. And she's just like, no, that's not possible. The house has to be settling, or there's a mouse in the wall, that kind of thing. She was very skeptical. She didn't believe in that stuff. It's understandable that Ava would chalk his feeling up to stress from the job. Chris has had to deal with unimaginable terrors. But this is different, and he knows it. The spirit is real, and it's causing physical effects around him, things that are hard to ignore. This was very stressful. There's a spirit in the home with us, so it felt like I was stuck in a terror. Please. Chris begins to sense that things are escalating, and he's terrified about what could happen next. Every night when he goes to sleep, he sees Robert at the foot of his bed. Hey, what's going on? Chris, what happened? Things were getting worse. I didn't know what to do. The stress is too much for Chris and he's forced to make the most difficult decision of his life. My state of mind deteriorated, so I had to take leave from work. I didn't want to relive the incident more and more. It was sad for me because I love being a fireman, but I had to put my mental health first. Take care. Thanks, man. You're out of here? Yeah. All right. Bye. Take care. When I was going through this whole incident and everything, I wasn't out in the field as much. Chief was trying to find ways for me to do different things but keep working instead of taking a break. But I didn't really want to go anywhere. I was always tired all the time. I was calling out of work constantly. I couldn't focus. I told my chief I couldn't do this anymore. And he kind of understood and he said, you know, the job's always here if you want to come back. But for now, I need to step down. This time, Chris attempts to touch the ghost, but it disappears. The haunting is too much. He decides he has to do something. Unfortunately, Ava still doesn't understand what he's up against. You need help. Real help. I'm sorry, Chris, but I can't live like this. I'm done. 
my relationship with Ava pretty much broke apart due to a lot of the hauntings and the beliefs that were happening in the home. She didn't believe that the ghosts were capable of doing what they were doing. I got very depressed and closed the world out away from me. But being alone is just what the spirit wants. I was very upset. It was very traumatizing and upsetting. I didn't feel like it was gonna go away on its own. I wanted him to move on and allow me to live my life and not feel like I am stuck in a haunted house. I needed to find out what he wanted. When Chris researches Robert's past, he finds an unexpected connection, one which might lead to the answer Chris needs to put an end to this haunting. Chris begins to comb through Robert's social media posts, and that's when he sees it. When I first saw the picture of Lucy and Robert together, I put two and two together. Chris thinks back to Lucy talking about her brother a few days earlier. He passed away recently. A wave of emotion washes over him. He's struck with the guilt that he's had since Robert's passing, but he's also strangely relieved. Relieved that he has a connection to Robert and may finally be able to give him some peace. I thought that maybe he still had unfinished business. I wanted to reach out to her, but I didn't want to feel like it was weird between us. I felt like it was kind of like disrespectful at that point to say anything. But when Robert was in my home and it was getting more aggressive, it kind of popped in my head, well, maybe this is who he's trying to communicate with, or maybe it has something to do with why he's haunting me. He might have something to say to her. I was hoping to talk to her about it, so maybe it would put Robert at ease. It would take away the haunting from me, and it would allow me to rest as well as Robert. Chris resolves to make things right, so he shows up to Lucy's office to tell her about Robert. Hi. Chris, what are you doing here? Your brother was Robert Hooter. I was there with him the night of the crash. Oh. I'm sorry. There was nothing I could do. I'm sure you did everything. Sorry. It's just a little much to process right now. I'm not sure how to tell you this, but I keep seeing your brother. He's haunting me. And I don't know why. I know that this probably sounds crazy, but... No. It doesn't. Chris has finally found someone who believes everything he's been going through. He begins to form a plan on how to let Robert's spirit pass on once and for all. I thought Lucy was going to react kind of like, are you kidding me? Are you crazy? There's no way. I thought she was going to kind of like think I was weird or blow up on me. But she was very open to it. She didn't freak out. She's like, could we sit and talk, actually? Because I would love to try to communicate with Robert as well. Lucy wanted to communicate so Robert could find peace. So me and Lucy planned on doing a seance to communicate with Robert. I love my brother, but Robert had his demons. He was so angry and resentful about how his life had turned out. But why was he so mad at me? It's what we need to find out. Put your hands like this on the board. Okay. Robert, are you here? 
Robert, if you're here, please just let us know. Robert? Is that you? What is it that you want? Why are you so angry? H. I. M. Him. Chris. Robert, what, what happened isn't Chris's fault. But it's too late. Chris has entered a seance trance. It's almost a dreamlike state, and Lucy struggles to pull Chris back to reality and away from her brother's vengeful spirit. But it won't let Chris go without a fight. Spirits can get confused. I thought Robert was confused. Chris has said the magic words. He can feel the spirit loosening up his grip. A wave of relief washes over him as the spirit comes to terms with his unfortunate fate. After we did the seance, Robert was able to move on. Lucy felt like he was at peace. I felt a big relief come from me. And she also felt like, you know, she put him at ease. She gave him the rest that he needed, her last goodbye to him. I wanted Robert to move on and allow me to live my life. It was the first time anything like that's ever happened to me. I never had an experience where something attached itself to me and came home and caused a lot of chaos and pain. In spite of everything he's been through, Chris is determined to help people by sharing his story. I'm constantly worried that another ghost will attach itself to me again. So I learned to be more cautious and careful. Now I work as a paranormal investigator to help other people. But he still deals with the spirit on a regular basis. In fact, when he sat down with us in his studio, he shared something truly bone-chilling. I got this box out of a case. Um, They were having some issues with the haunting. They actually pulled uh, this box out of a wall. So this is a spirit box. It sweeps the FM, AM radio waves. Basically, the spirits can actually manipulate the white noise and use that to speak to us. And you can say, you know, who's here with us? We'll wait a couple seconds and see if there's a response. Let's try and talk to Robert. As an investigator, I've learned to reach out and communicate with entities. Robert, are you here with us? Yes. Why? Get back. Robert, are you at peace? How did that make you feel? I guess unease, kind of like he's still here. What do you think's gonna happen tonight? 
Um, there's a good possibility that he might make himself known. Looking back on all this is probably like the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I don't work as a fireman anymore. Losing a relationship, the lack of sleep, being depressed. It's definitely one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. I've recovered from the haunting, but I don't believe I'll ever recover from the incident. Despite everything he's been through, Chris is determined to help others experiencing paranormal phenomenon. But he also must work hard to make sure the spirit never comes back. He now protects himself and his home on a daily basis. I want to tell my story not just to the vent and help me, but I also want to tell the story so people understand that a spirit can come home with you. Talking to Chris and hearing his story, you really get the sense that he's a guy who was born to help other people. It's unfortunate that the drive that led him into firefighting also led to the fateful night of Robert's passing. Death is a scary thing for many spirits, especially when they're forced to come to a violent, sudden end. Sometimes you're just at the wrong place at the wrong time when an angry spirit decides to attach itself to you. But I'm grateful to Chris for sharing his story, and I hope it makes at least one of you feel less alone out there. To see more terrifying true stories, visit TravelChannel.com and check out my TV series, Eli Roth Presents A Ghost Ruined My Life. A Ghost Ruined My Life with Eli Roth is produced by Cream for Travel. Travel's executive producers are Cameron Curtis and Ali Reed. Cream Productions executive producers are Eli Roth, Johnny Kalangas, Kate Harrison, and David Brady. Thank you for listening and see you on the other side.